Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to our seventh episode here on Exposed Truth. This episode is very important, so I'd like everyone to please take the time to listen to this. We are talking about an idol of unforgiveness. Now, many may think forgiveness is a minor idol. But you do not realize how important it is to forgive someone and how crucial of an impact forgiveness can be in your life. It is so important to forgive. And Richmond will explain in detail why you need to forgive. Why God calls us to forgive. But before I pass over the mic to Richmond to explain... I want to introduce the definition, the basics of what forgiveness means. Because many people don't really understand the word forgive. To use the word for and to use the word give, it doesn't really make sense, does it? Because it looks like you're giving something for what? But many use that word, I forgive you. and don't really understand why they're forgiving or what does the word really mean that they're saying. So let me explain to you in detail what the word forgiveness means. Why they use the word for in front of give. When someone asks you, why do you have eyes? What is the purpose of eyes? Of course you would answer, eyes are to see to identify what is the purpose of them. It's the same thing as saying, what are eyes used for? The word purpose is replaced for the word for. For is to say where something belongs. For is saying, this is for that. A fork is for eating. Water is for drinking. The word for is to place. To put somewhere where it belongs. So why they use the word give? Everyone, I'm sure, knows what the word give means. You give something. I give you a present. So when you put the word for and give, in other words, it's saying you're letting go of it. Now how does giving something and letting go relate because the word for is there? In older contexts, the word for give is to say to give forth. I am giving forth what you are asking. If someone is saying to you, forgive me, They're saying, let go of what you are holding on of me. By forgiving someone, you're not giving them freedom. Someone can already have freedom when they confess their sins and repent with God. God will forgive them. 
But when someone approaches you to say, forgive me, and they have already been forgiven by God, that wrongdoing is already gone. It's already been wiped clean. What they are asking you is not to say, help me let go of this. They're not saying that. They're not asking you to give them freedom. When someone's saying, forgive me, they're saying to you, set yourself free. I have freed myself. Set yourself free. Let go of what you are holding on of my wrongdoings. Let go of them. Free yourself. Otherwise you are carrying the bitterness of demons. To forgive, you are giving forth. Giving forth what you are carrying on that does not belong to you. You're letting go of it. You're wiping clean. To forgive does not have to be for something that is a wrongdoing. You can forgive a debt. To forgive is to let go. So I hope everyone understands the meaning now of to forgive. Is to let go of something that does not belong to you. It's not setting someone else free. It's setting yourself free. You're giving forth. Now I have a few words I would like to say. And right after this I'll pass over the mic to Richmond. Many people think it's strong to not forgive. But it is the weak that can never forgive. Forgiveness is the attribute of the strong. Here's a fact of life. Everyone should be constantly aware of. People are often unreasonable and self-centered. Forgive them anyways. If you are kind, people may accuse you of ulterior motives. Be kind anyway. If you are honest, people may cheat you. Be honest anyway. If you find happiness, people may be jealous. Be happy anyway. The good you do today may be forgotten tomorrow. Do good anyway. Give the world the best you have and it may never be enough. Give your best anyway. For you see, in the end, it is between you and God. It was never between you and them anyway. That's a powerful message I'd like everyone to remember. Because to be a Christian means to forgive the inexcusable because God has forgiven the inexcusable in you. Thank you for listening. This has been Jay Park. I now pass over the mic to Richmond. Hello. Welcome to the Exposed Truth. 
We praise and thank God for today that we are now on our seventh episode of Invisible Blessing series. Now, the past episode it was about age, which I said it is a mental idol because your age should not prevent you to do what is important in your life. Okay? So today it is also another important episode which I want us to really take a good care in our lives because it can be a direct stumbling block for you to see what God is doing in your life. So this is an idol of unforgiveness. Okay? Now, I want you to listen to this very carefully. Christianity is not a religion. Christianity is not rituals. But Christianity is a relationship. It is a relationship because God the Father who was so angry in the book of Genesis chapter 6 that human being we were so wicked and he decided to wipe out human race on earth. So that's where he asked Noah to build an ark to just for Noah and his family and other animals, selected animals, okay? So, if you look at how much we have failed God for many times, but human being we are still alive. That means God is still developing relationship with human being. So, God want us to have a vertical relationship with him and horizontal relationship with people. Okay? It is quite pathetic because if you look at the basic concept of salvation is all about forgiveness. If you look at the salvation that God has extended to me and you, it's not because of our good works. It's not because of our appearance. It's not because of how dedicated we are spiritually. It's not because of how rich we are. But God extended the grace to us just because of grace. That's why I said in in our dispensation we live in grace period. So the grace that God extended to us is the same grace that God wants us to extend to our brothers and sisters who offend us. Okay. It is it is really really important for us to get this concept because what we are going to study here you can see it is really dangerous 
for your spiritual growth. If you can't forgive someone who has hurt you so much, I want us to read something from the book of 1 John chapter 2, verse 9. It says here, Anyone who claims to be in the light but hates a brother or sister is still in the darkness. Did you hear that? Now look at the verse 11, which is very challenging. 1 John 2:11. But anyone who hates a brother or sister is in the darkness and walks around in the darkness. They do not know where they are going because the darkness has blinded them. This is very serious. You see here, that's why I said invisible blessing. If something is invisible, it does not mean that thing does not exist. It is there, but it is invisible to you. Now, it is very clear and very, very vivid here that if you hate your brother or sister, you are in darkness, literally. That means you are walking in darkness. Even though you attend church every day, prayer meetings, you do all kinds of good things, but you hate someone, the Bible is telling us you are in darkness and you are blind. Okay? That's why it is important, no matter what, we can still forgive. In 1 John 4.20, it says, Whoever claims to love God, yet hates a brother or sister, is a liar. You know, probably you don't lie, right? But the Bible is telling us, if you hate your brother or sister, you are a liar. Why? Because for whoever does not love their brother and sister, whom they have seen, cannot love God whom they have not seen. This is a very common principle that if somebody that you don't see, how will you say, I love you? Is it a blind date or what date? You see me every day, but you hate me. So how can you convince God that you love him? It's impossible. Now, there is a parable in Matthew chapter 18, verse 23 to 35, that Jesus narrated this parable to his disciples. It's quite challenging, and I want to read here. Look at verse 23, if you have your Bible with you. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle account with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold was brought to him. And verse 25, since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children would all and all that he had to be sold to repay the debt. 26. At this, the servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged. I will pay back everything. 
27, the servant master took pity on him, cancelled the debt, and let him go. It's quite amazing. Okay? And let him go. Now, you look at here. But when that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins. He compared thousands of gold and then hundred silver coins. He grabbed him and, and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me. He demanded. 29. His fellow servant fell on his knees and, and begged him, Be patient with me and I will pay it back. And then 30 says, But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. 31. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were outraged and went and told their master everything that had happened. 32. Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant, he said. I cancel all the debt of yours because you begged me so. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? 34. In anger, his master handed him over to the jealous to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. Now, Verse 35 is what I want you to listen very carefully. This is how my Heavenly Father would treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. You, you see, this is quite impressive and very, very challenging because like the debt that we own, God has canceled all our sins, everything God has forgiven us. But whatever that your brother has done, your sister has done, and you can't forgive, that is a problem. Now here is where I can, I can see what we are struggling. We find it difficult to differentiate God's justice from social justice, especially when someone hurt us so much. Now, social justice will say, you should pay back all to, to whatever, whoever has hurt you. In other words, if someone kill, he or she has to die. That's the social justice. But God will say, let it go, and I will come in. When Cain killed his brother, God warned anyone who killed Cain. In Genesis chapter 4, verse 15, But the Lord said to him, Not so. Anyone who kills Cain will suffer vengeance seven times over. Then the Lord put a mark on Cain so that no one who found him would kill him. So, it is important for us to know social justice and God's justice. Romans chapter 12 verse 19 tells us, Do not take a revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. 
for it is written, "It is mine to avenge; I will repay," says the Lord. God will pay. Romans chapter twelve verse seventeen says, "Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone." If we claim to be believers, if we claim to be the followers of Christ, we have to really live a life, exemplary life in the society. But let it go and let God in. Okay. Now, if you don't get all these things, I will tell you three things, which kind of summary of what I want to talk about regarding unforgiveness. Unforgiveness prevent God. From forgiving our sins, because if you don't forgive, like the parable that I read to you, God will not forgive you. In Matthew chapter six, verse fifteen. But if ye forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. So, if you believe that God has forgiven you your sins, God has cancelled your sins. I don't know what. Your mom or your dad has done, and you can't forgive them. Probably when you were young, they mistreated you, or your husband abandoned you, your parents abandoned you. God said, "Let go, and let God comes in." Number two, unforgiveness can block God from answering our prayers. Mark chapter eleven, verse twenty-four and twenty-five. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall receive them. And when ye stand praying, listen to the word, forgive, if ye have ought something against any. That your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive your trespasses. This is very powerful. The third thing I want you to know about unforgiveness is unforgiveness can give Satan an advantage. In Second Corinthians chapter two, verse ten to eleven, to whom ye forgive ye anything, I forgive also. For if I forgive anything, to whom I forgive it, for your sake. Forgive, I it in the person of Christ. This Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. So here it is clear that unforgiveness prevents God from forgiving our sins. Unforgiveness can block God from answering our prayers. Unforgiveness can give Satan an advantage. This is very clear, brothers and sisters. Deuteronomy chapter thirty-two, verse thirty-five, also tells us, "It is mine to avenge; I will repay in due time." Their foot will slip. Their day of disaster is near, and their doom rushes upon them. It's very clear. Proverbs chapter twenty, verse twenty-two: "Do not say, 'I will pay you back for this wrong.'" Wait for the Lord, and He will avenge you. you. See here, it is really, really important for us to know to forgive, because unforgiveness is like drinking a poison 
and hoping the other person dies. So, in other words, if you hate someone and even you hope that that person dies or leave and whatever that, remember, it's like you drinking poison and hoping that person dies. That means when you drink the poison, you will die. You die spiritually or physically. So, unforgiveness is a spiritual poison that can kill or destroy you. Just let go. God. It's time for you to know how to for, forgive. Now, people normally say forgive and forget. It is just an expression which is not practically true. We can forgive, but we can't forget. Because something that has hurt you, you will forgive. And when you remember, and that thing is not still paining. You, the pain is still not there. That means you are okay. But if he's are forgiving you, but anytime you see the person, your heart is still beating. You feel angry, feel frustrated. That means it is not proper way to forgive. Now, to forgive someone, do I have to carry the person or buy some things for him or her? It could be possible by buying those things. But you know, when you do it, if you remember the parable that I read, Jesus said you have to forgive from your heart. That means when you forgive from your heart, you don't feel the pain. It is completely gone. That's why people say forget. You will not forget it. It is time to learn how to forgive because it is a mental idol. It is something that only in your coconut it is something that is serving as a hindrance. It is time for you to claim the blessings that God has given you. Just try it and forgive that person. You will see it right away. Thank you very much and God bless you. We will see you in our next episode.